to Snapper. They were followed by on the outside, Generation September Run. It's Marabi at the 100, September Run's got it up. September Run takes the lead, sweepers from the back, including General Moe and Elmorton for September Run. Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for getting our very much shortened review podcast of the weekend's action. It was a bit of earth, wind and fire, September, and of course, uh, Matt Hill's fantastic calling courtesy of Racing.com. A September run won the William Reed Stakes. G'day, Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals. Ah, good morning, Ralphie, on this magnificent morning, isn't it, in Melbourne already? Well, it's always beautiful in Melbourne, and and in autumn, and it's always rainy in Sydney, seemingly in the autumn too, so Rose Hill was abandoned. Before we get into Moody Valley, actually, let's just start with Rose Hill, because, uh, you know, we did all our work, we're going to do a second second preview podcast for people who bought it just for Newcastle today, but just with Rose Hill in isolation. Um, If someone asked me about the, the, the heaviest track since I've been working with you, I'd say about Warnable minus 40 lengths below benchmark. What was Rose Hill on Sunday in the three races they ran? Well, race one, yep. which is, let's say, the quickest of the of the day, minus 28 and a half, which is okay. I get it, yeah, right? That's just heavy, yeah. Race two, the two-year-olds, they definitely broke all the records, minus 64. I'd never <laughs> even seen that in New Zealand. <laughs> And then just to top it off, let's go to the open class, right? Yeah, Papa, that's probably yeah. yeah, probably the true reflection of the conditions because the rain had stopped minus fifty two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. It's just oh, insane. They definitely did the right thing, but it just goes to show, like Rose Hill couldn't handle it. Yeah, but Ramwick could. I mean, Ramwick was phenomenal. Really? And, but do you remember Ramwick? Like with all the rain, I thought, how on earth are they going to run? Yeah, a couple of times, that's true. Yeah, but yep. they did. So I, I just feel the difference between the two tracks is, gr- you know, really, really significant. And it's just unfortunate they're now going to the B-grade tracks in Newcastle. Yeah, well, all right. Well, we'll do that in, a, in another yep. podcast, obviously. But Mount Popper, just just to round this off, I just I just like, there's people who listen to this, they listen for the numbers, let's face it. So Mount Popper, first section, minus 15 leagues below benchmark. Second section, minus 17.2. For third section, I've never seen this, Vince, since I've been working with you. Minus 20 legs below benchmark is good enough to win. <laughs> oh, well, there goes my theory about yep. the, the fastest part of the tracks, the home straight. Well, it probably still was, but they would have been so tired that they could barely lift their legs. Yeah, fair enough, too. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's have a look at that William Reed on Friday night. Well, what was our theme in the podcast with Morabi? The uh, it was it was odds on. It had to be odds on because of its uh, its leading form. It was unbeaten. It was fantastic. But there's two times you want to be very careful about taking odds on before a grand final and definitely after a grand final. And he peaked. Uh, she peaked rather. And this was always going to be the challenge, wasn't it, Ralphie? Given that I, of course, probably for many people, including people my, like myself, that it's just a no-go zone when they're so short. You just Things don't work out for you mathematically in the way they should. And then to top it off, you have to add that extra little bit of spice around 
how you're going to deal with the switch in one extra run. Yeah. I guess the big thing for me, though, I'm not going to knock the horse actually with the extra run now after seeing how fast they raced <laughs> at the track, yeah. Ralphie. I mean, this this is blistering speed, like right, literally blistering. Through. They opened the barriers. What happened in that first 400 metres? I mean, 7.3, no way. Well, from a standing far, start. Yeah, from a standing start. And you've got to come into a turn. Right. right. So <laughs> you, you barely got a chance to breathe, and they were still unrelenting because even in the midsection, well, let's look at Marabi, for instance, 5.6 first section, 3.7. This is the has to be the Achilles heels for this horse, right? Yeah. That there was always going to be this weakness about, you know, high pressure, but two sections obviously caught it out. The fact that also that maybe one run too much, as it turns out, 7.6 below benchmark, overall finish unfortunately sort of also gives that little bit of a tail about where the horse is at but the winner september runs the real insight it sort of repeated what it did at flemington 1.8 lengths above benchmark and i know a lot of people saying it's back but got the perfect race shape four lengths off that off that pack which is a golden position to be in i love the way the horse was able to sort of maintain probably slightly increased the speed between the eight and the 400 metres before sort of tanking out last 200. It was an unknown going into the into the meeting with Murabi that, and by that, the unknown, we said it, so we're not making it up afterwards. We, this no. is what we said beforehand. The unknown was firm track, high pressure, 1,200. She'd never had that. She had the 1,200 wins were soft track um, or when she was coming through the grades in her first prep. So this was this was on the cards. But wow, oh wow, <laughs> to go that fast early, snapper, and then from out wide, uh, obviously, Jonker then uh, increasing the pressure. It's it's just a, a different pain barrier. It was. It was really, really brutal, Ralphie. There was nowhere to hide. And when you get the two sections of high pressure, it really puts you in a very vulnerable state. You have a look at Hal Vorson, who's run second. It's not because, I mean, the horse is a good horse. But yeah. realistically, where, where it was positioned, seven lengths off that lead pack, ended up propelling it into second spot. And I'd say ditto uh, General Bo, real honest type of three-year-old, but he's really well exposed. He's, he's a just-above-benchmark horse, and there he is flopping in the third uh, 0.5 lengths above benchmark. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I would say a horse to follow out of this, and we'll ride it all up in scissors, but I um, I would uh, think Generation, there was good money for it. Uh, those first two sections, that, that was a complete gas out that last 200, and uh, wouldn't be surprised back to three-year-old company if he gives them something to chase. Well, it certainly won't be a disadvantage with that fitness now because yeah. the, the chances of being able to run into a three-year-old race with that sort of pressure through the first two sections will be unlikely, so it'll get an advantage. But we've got to remember, it was just an overall benchmark performance for the yeah. day. So that, that makes a little bit of a challenge, but young horse on the way up. And just because we're doing it as very much a yeah. short podcast, just just talk us through the art of, of how often we see this when I say the best jockeys ride to the numbers. Talk us through those last four, the 200-metre the, the splits over the last 800 of September run. This was perfection and how to how to taper as slowly as possible from Craig Williams. Oh, really? Maximum energy between the 8 and the 600, 2.9 yep. lengths above. Then between the 6 and the 4, we lost two lengths in velocity. We're still travelling 0.9 above. The four to the two, the horse lost another 1.5 lengths, travelling 0.6 below. And mind you, every other runner in the field's going slower. 
Yep. Including the second horse. And then the last 200 metres, 2.5 lengths below benchmark. And this is wrapping up what you said, Ralphie. Only how Vorsen went quicker. That just gave the insight about how superbly ridden it was for energy distribution. No, absolutely. Uh, there's a reason the best jockeys keep winning these races. Just a couple others to uh, touch on for that uh, that meeting earlier in the meeting there. Well, you know, you can throw your hands up at the end and say, leaders track, or you can just put some measurement to it. Shout the bar. What a remarkable training performance. It didn't turn up in its first run. It did on its second run, uh, getting them back on top of the ground. This was a very good win. I was trying to work out where'd that come from. <laughs> well, we need, well, it's a, it, it is a Group One winner, and that, that's that's its range. But gee, it leapt quickly, didn't it? <laughs> it was superb, absolutely. So, firstly, the turnaround in speed from first up to second. Maybe it was all right, the heavy track, right? But we're talking about over ten lengths in the first section. In the mid race, it was about eight. And obviously, of course, the horse was legless that day on the heavy track, so we won't even look at that. But in terms of where it's come back, from a second up point of view, we've got to go back to November 2020. That's where they've got the horse, Ralphie, at that level, which is actually, it's fantastic. There's such good trainers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, one, one to finish with Moody Valley just for a bit of fun. Uh, pick up race six, please, Vince. Yep. Um, I think the cleaner off the top of my head led the Cox Plate at 20 lengths above benchmark. I would say that's clearly the fastest uh, Cox Plate in the last decade, probably about plus 12, plus 13, plus 14. Uh, might be the uh, second best uh, Cox Plate time since I've been working with you. How fast were they going early here? Polax did a benchmark what 70 or something. Yeah, I give up, right? 19.1 <laughs> lengths above. I mean... <laughs> Ben Allen, you got the record, buddy. <laughs> what on earth happened here? This is ridiculous. Well, he said he was over racing. <laughs> oh, yeah, over racing, all right. Everybody over raced, though. Nobody, even the horse that's running last is running over 12 lengths above benchmark. They're all going to be sick and sorry for themselves. And really, when you look at the last 400 metres, Rolfie, I almost thought just for a second, were they racing at Rose Hill last 400 when I compared it? <laughs> I couldn't lift their legs, could they? Yes, terrible. What, what was remarkable, the money came for the horse with a 2,500-metre profile as if they were going to go fat so fast. Amazing that sometimes. The market knows sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're smarter than me. You've uh, you've put your clock through the Mornington uh, meeting there, and uh, obviously we'll just pick the eyes out of uh, our, our, the two main ones here. I, I want to ask you about the Mornington Cup because above benchmark performances from both Crystal Pegasus and Pondus, who was super first up at mile to 2,400 just uh, against the horse that was in the zone. They're both sound performances. They were, and I guess from my perspective, is that does that mean like Crystal Pegasus now got a guaranteed run in the cup? Yes. Cup, is that right? Yes. Yes. So really, one point four. It's it's a it's a decent effort. Yeah. When I look at the race, what I probably liked the most about the the race itself was they were pretty much asked to run near benchmark th through all the sections, Rafi, which is not an easy thing to do at twenty four hundred. Like in other words, if you're not fit and ready, there's no way you can cope. And Crystal Pegasus going 2.4 lengths below benchmark first section. I mean, in the move in the mid race, it isn't much. It's only 2.1. But Ralphie, to go at that speed, usually a small field like that, you have a tendency to run 10, 15 lengths below benchmark, and they're going so much faster. And for that horse to even finish off the last. 400 metres with an above benchmark performance probably gave me the signal that it was the superior horse in the field.
And then Hariba won by not an option. An okay performance, but probably reflective of a bit of uh, you know a couple of scratchings. And there's so much racing in Melbourne at the moment. It wasn't an overly strong listed race. No, it wasn't. But still got a 1.6 above benchmark best of the day, Ralphie. That gives you the insight about how strong the card was. Yep. It's Mornington. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. All right. Well, our preview podcast uh, next week will be the, uh, well, the, hopefully it's a fantastic meeting at Randwick. Uh, we certainly know the quality will be there. The TJ Smith, the Doncaster, and the AJC Derby. So if you want to get our preview podcast via events at racetrackralphie.com.au, all events of Cardi's work from dailysectional.com.au.